Your purpose doesn't necessarily, and I would argue doesn't, have numbers attached to it. It has values and accomplishments, sure, but it has contribution and experience yep. and it's not measurable in a... It's not a quantifiable uh, Quantifiable yeah. way. Yeah, we're so consumed with that So stuff. the numbers and whatnot are, are a byproduct of the purpose. They're, they're just going to happen. They're, they don't need to be the focus. That's right. Yeah, they're mile markers. Welcome to the Just Like Podcast. It's our hope that the gritty, real, and uncensored insights we share with you will help you get your shit together as you explore and discover what it takes to live your best life on your terms. Uh, today, we're kicking off the sixth of a uh, special series on purpose, what it is, and how to find yours. We are talking with our special guest today, Evan Westlake. Thanks, Devin. That was great. Well done. I channeled my inner David. (laughs) (laughs) As we all will. Yes. Because everybody will man the battle station at some point. So we've got um, a a fun little conversation. Unfortunately, Richard Booker couldn't make it for this one. So you and I get to jam on the mic and and Vern and Patrick are here more or less to just be educated, but uh, to also share their infinite wisdom as it relates to the conversation. And we're trying something new here. So... We're we're doing something uh, in January, right? We're coming together. I, I, yeah, January twenty five. Looking yes. forward to it. Yeah, and we get to share a stage. Yeah, you and I and three others. I think each. there's four others now. Is Are there? It, there's. We've added a name. Yeah, is Holly a the person sixth or the seventh? I'm not sure. Anyways, there's a bunch of us. Um, the idea for this podcast is to just get a uh, behind the scenes look on. Uh, what what people could expect going to the event? Mm-hmm. Um, a little a little background on you, Evan, and and where you come from. Not too much. We don't want to you know reveal everything. You know what I mean? Do my talk right here? Not. I mean, I'd love for you to do the talk, but that would that would definitely give a whole bunch of people fair. Experience. Yeah. Um, so why don't we start with purpose? Is such a nebulous thing sometimes, right? And, and mm-hmm. we have a, uh, we have our idea of what that looks like. What it means. What it means. Why don't you share a little bit about what you think that means? Well, the first thing that comes to me when, when people talk about purpose is, uh, and, and it might be the speaker in me or the, or the coach in me, is I go to all these synonyms we use, right? Like, what's your, what's your purpose? What's your calling? What's your uh, worthy pursuit? Um, and, and personally... I throw back to to those formative teen years when I was uh, exposed to things that might help me become a, a person I'm proud of. And and if you're familiar, there's an author Carlos Castaneda, and he uh, he wrote, "For me, there is only traveling on paths that have heart. On any path that may have heart, there I travel." And and often when people talk about purpose, that's where my head goes back to is, okay, well, are are you doing something? that for you has some heart. Mm. Yeah. There's some meaning. There's a, there's a driving force behind it. It's not because your parents said you should do it. It's not because you feel like it would be, um, what, what was the safe road, the safe road, or even the, the road that everybody's is traveling. And you're like, well, I should, I should probably do the same thing. Sure. Uh, it is a true trailblazing. It, it, yeah, it, it's yours. Yeah, it fits. Yeah, because it could be safe for someone else, but for you, it's exciting. And so you end up wanting to do like you want to run the carpet store because that's like 
thrilling for one person. You, you point to something really good. It 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 has to really mean something for you. And if carpets is like your jam, and there are people who love carpets, <coughs> love carpets. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, I was involved in a lot of sport that people would call extreme, except that depending on what I was doing, it wasn't extreme. It was completely within my realm of control and risk management. And, mm. and no, it's time, not extreme. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I love to do, and I feel calm and collected and at peace hanging off this rock 500 feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Context is king. Yes. Right. You and I have a different context. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. For me, that would be like terrifying. I hope this life insurance policy pays out. <laughs> For you, it's <laughs> this is great. You know, like yeah, there's yeah. It's a smooth them. flow, and I can remember humming. I can remember singing to myself as I as as I climbed Devil's Tower, 100%. and and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I'll just offer something with the purpose piece that when I think of perfect purpose, it's not something that you think you want. It's just something that you can't not do. Uh, okay, without it, I'm wrong. You I'm must off. Do it. You yeah. Must. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something driving you. Mm-hmm. Um, most people uh, tend to ignore that, that yeah. little, little voice that's going on, that pull, that curiosity, and we uh, we justify why we shouldn't. And I would contend that it's easy to ignore because to steal Covey it's quiet it's super and it's back there and and the busyness of life can make it really easy to not even hear it never mind hear it and ignore it but what happens when you start listening to it not so quiet anymore not so quiet anymore. feels like it's like your go-to you know it's what you would decide to do over like the sensible thing because you've listened to it so much before and it's resulted in maybe success or maybe some fulfillment so it seems to be like the natural sure. course of action itself. Yeah, and, and even some conspiring starts yeah, to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you start listening to that little voice back there, uh, Jiminy Cricket, if you want to call it that, it's whispering to you and, you, and, and as soon as you start listening to it, then other things crop up that fit into place, yeah. and, and line up with that voice. And yeah, it's it's pretty it's cool. It's kind of eerie sometimes how yeah. easily things line up, and you're it like, is "Oh, really? Eerie. I guess this is happening." And you, you start getting a little freaked out about it because yeah, yeah, cause you didn't think it was going to happen because it didn't seem like the safe thing to do. Well, and you you point to something else that's really interesting because I like those faces, by the way. It's in those moments <laughs> that uh, we put our brakes on and we stop. Yeah, because life shouldn't be this easy. Yeah, it's I mean? supposed to be like. We got to struggle and grapple and suffering. It's like, yeah, yeah. This feels too good. Something bad is about to happen. They try going back into thinking, like, what could go wrong? Or, or this is going to carry me away. Yeah, that's also kind of scary. That's where that fear of success comes from. I, I believe that uh, we stop these things where where there was so, so much flow at one point, uh, and it, it happened so quickly, and and there was so much of it. It was an immediate uh, putting on of the brakes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because one, we don't know what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. That uh, that fear of the unknown and the fear of from from my perspective in my own journey, it was yeah. But who am I going to turn into mm-hmm. if if I do actually go down that road? And there, there's just they are impossible questions to answer. Yeah, and 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 I, I throw in a couple other big pieces to that. That if I follow this and I go down this road then um, 
are people going to keep expecting this of me? <laughs> right. This level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember uh, sitting at the Olympic Oval listening to, and I can't remember her name now, I can't pull it out of my brain, uh, a woman who is, who is an exceptionally talented, accomplished uh, Olympic cyclist in Canada. i got to find her name. Um, and how she talked about, for a couple of years there, she was quite literally holding herself back from the firsts and the seconds because of the fear of what would be expected once those started to oh happen. Goodness. That is crazy, no? Like, it's... don't let people know I'm capable of this because then they'll want me to keep doing it. Whoa. Yeah, this is fascinating. Uh, <clears throat> and I was just listening to a quick clip on YouTube of Joe Rogan. And he was talking about, the clip started out, he says, Man, we've all got imposter syndrome. We've all got it. He goes, I'm sitting there this morning. I'm on the phone call. I'm on a phone call with Johnny Depp. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck? What am I doing on a call with Johnny Depp? Right? Who am I? Yeah, right? Joe Rogan, whatever. Whoever whoever that guy's. But it's just interesting because he, he starts telling stories about other actors who have said, you know, that at one point or another, they felt like a fraud. But they're like the top of the game. Yeah. It's just how it is. It's just something that you continuously deal with. You quiet that nonsense and then you take the next action, right? Yeah. And, and some of us just are collapsed or crippled by... That is our truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weak, I'm small, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not worthy, whatever. Can I sustain it? Yeah. I think the people at the top of the game probably feel it the most because everyone's looking to them for guidance and they're like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. It's just, I've done this and it seems to be working and yeah. I could make a mistake at any minute and now everyone's propped me up on this pedestal and it's only a matter of time before I let everyone down. Like, I think when you're like at the top, it's the hardest place to be because now everyone expects to they well, use you as a role model as like the compass right and you're like oh man yeah well, that's the opportunity for everyone though uh for those that are striving to to move towards that or are curious about you know what that might be for them uh to to be willing to to continue to journey and and venture yeah. forward and for those that are at the top um to to remember i i think it really is we owe it to ourselves to check in often around where we've been in contrast to now where we're at. Amen. And then giving that perspective now to those. So to your point, Patrick, about uh, realizing, yeah, you've got eyes on you. I mean, what a, what a really great opportunity that is to, uh, to incite some, some of that perspective and wisdom and guidance for those that are that really do want to do something, and for whatever reason have their their blocks inside, and uh, and it's okay. It's okay to be at the top. You, there's no. We just get to manage our own expectations about what that actually is. Like there's just a. Let's let's be real about things. All of which assumes that there's a top. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because, I, I, I mean. Depending on the pursuit and depending on what the what the purpose or the path draws you towards, there's someone farther out there. There's someone ahead of you on that. There's someone on a parallel that's that's been through something bigger or 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 has accomplished something larger. It's, the idea that I'm on the top is a pretty arrogant idea. It, it is, and that's the collapse I think that people have. Um, and there's a freedom there then for those that sure. realize that. And we talked about this with everybody uh, yesterday when they came in. This is about a discovery. It's mm. about a journey. It's not a destination. You're not arriving anywhere. 
No, you're on it for a while. And yeah. And then it shifts and pivots and it's now a different journey, a different path, a different direction. It never stops, which is cool. That's life. And that's probably the most paralyzing thing for people is like, I don't know. And it's totally okay. Yeah. Like you don't need to know. Some of the coolest people you ever met are figuring it out. And what's cool is that they're, that they're, they're all in wrestling with figuring it out. Yes. That's a really neat part of purpose and meaning is, is our, what's, what's the next thing? Discovery is really cool. Yes. yes. And I think it's super important too. Cause I, I'm listening to what you guys are saying and I, and what's coming to mind. Like I'm a big fight fan. And so what happens is obviously you're dealing with a limited window, right? I only have whatever it is, nine, 12 years tops. Like that's a long career. And so I could be so fixated on, let's say the title, for example, and you'll see a lot of fighters who will get the title. And it's like, you can tell they're in the ring. It's like, wow, the little boy shows up, they're crying. It's like top of the mountain. Then they're on all the press tours and all the rest of it. And then they come in their next fight six months later. And it's like, that was the champion. Like they get annihilated. Like by the next guy who's hungry. Mm-hmm. Then you have that odd person who keeps the title for a long time. Cause maybe they fight scared or whatever, but then they pivot when they retire and they have this big, whatever broadcast career. But some guys, fall totally off the radar they're bankrupt yeah they go down to a dark place so looking at what's next and appreciating what you got and where you came from like all that's really important and and it raises the question of what are you in it for right 15 years ago i was working on a masters of science in sports psych and i did a lot of workshops with with kids and teams and formative years and a lot of one-on-one work my 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 I was drawn mostly to ultra endurance athletes, but the question of not what sport are you in, but why are you in it? What do you love about this fight? What do you love about this rink? What do you love about this field? What do you love about this lake? What do you love about this rock? What like, mm-hmm. cause the performance is a very, um, fleeting thing. But the experience of, of why you're in it, purpose, what you're called to experience, and frankly, even the adversity and, and, and the people that are in touch with that, they start to really appreciate the adversity of right. the fight, the rock, the field, the rank. Mm-hmm. And, and it, was, it was cool to work with the athletes who were figuring it out because when they got it, they were in the zone. Everything else became that much clearer yeah 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 and it's like setbacks are no longer crippling like if you get injured or whatever it's just like okay well the next thing is to get rehabbed and get back out there and keep doing right versus you know because because that's the thing that you got to do to get to what your purpose is they're driven by that purpose not the 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 fantasy of the title or 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 the thing they think they want i want to be you know on top i Mm -hmm. want to look look good Mm -hmm. oh i broke my leg i'm out of the thing no i'm just like committed i'm I'm just going to get better and keep going, right? Yeah. 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 Because there's all kinds of things that get in the way of purpose. Mm-hmm. Not the least of which are, I want to accomplish X. Well, all right. So then you get that and you're, and you're done. So singular accomplishment is going to get in the way of purpose. Mm. It's Got not that. about the goal. The, the, the construct of a goal, it's really limiting. And we've been fed that in society, right? Like, what are your goals? Mm-hmm. And they're very finite. They're definitive. There's a, yeah. a beginning and there's an end. And so you've hit your goals 
But aren't they precursors to their purpose? But they're not if you're not setting it up with a bigger Oh, so if you're unrelated to... Well, if you're, well, if you're just... I'm, I'm really pointing to being so consumed about hitting the goal and not looking past it. Mm-hmm. Not not realizing that there is steps. something past it. Oh, so there's people that just focus on... Yeah, specific. well, look at goals. society, right? The, the people are unfulfilled uh, and wondering, you know, what, what else is out there because they've hit those goals. And to Evan's point, it's like, now what? Now what? What do I do now? And have you ever thought about it? the goal crystallizes all your focus, except that it crystallizes all your focus five degrees off from what your purpose or path is, or 10 degrees off from your purpose or path, because the goal is something easily measured. Well, purpose is not easily measured, but goals we love, North America loves to add numbers to goals. Our goal is this many percentage, or this many thousand, or this many million, or this many, right? And we add up the numbers of our goals. Well. Your purpose doesn't necessarily, and I would argue doesn't, have numbers attached to it. It has values and accomplishments, sure, but it, but it has contribution and experience yep. and it's not measurable in a... It's not a quantifiable uh, Quantifiable yeah. way. Mm. Yeah, we're so consumed with that So stuff. the numbers and whatnot are, are a byproduct of the purpose. They're, they're just going to happen. They're, they don't need to be the focus. That's right. Yeah, they're mile markers. You're going on a road trip with your family. The purpose is with your family. There's still mile markers. We're going to make it to Banff. We're going to make it to mm-hmm. Golden. We're going to make it to Kelowna. We're going to make it to Vancouver. We're going to stay with our aunt and uncle. Okay. Goal, 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 goal. Mile marker, mile marker, mile marker. None of those are the purpose. Yeah, yeah. you're not hitting to Banff and going, okay, we made it, guys. Cool. Yeah. This, this is it. Go home. See, I, I see a lot of this speaking to loving the process rather than where you're going and using the mile markers as milestones to measure that progress but doing it because you love being involved in that not being so consumed Mm -hmm. by they're indicative of movement great let's not lose track of why but they're still useful as like bookmarks I'd say they're critical yeah and I usually thought that when you created a goal, it was more bigger picture in mind. Yeah, for you, the goals for for you, it it always was. Uh-huh. So consider that. So, but then there there are a lot of people where the goal is the, the end result yeah, for them, or they they collapsed it with thinking that that's the end result, and then they're left wondering after hitting it, oh, yeah, this that? isn't it. Yeah. Like, oh, and if this isn't it, well, then what is it? Like you look at this construct of career, uh, this, this is a byproduct of, uh, of one of our industrial revolutions, right? Yeah, job oh. didn't exist 200 years ago. Right. And so now we are spending 10 years <laughs> trying to find a, or go towards hitting a, a designation of, of whatever sort. And then we get there and, uh, there's no fulfillment. They don't suddenly feel happy. Yeah. Well, my happiness just manifests. It, it came from, uh, from a good intention, but, um, it lacked a bigger picture. And I think that's the opportunity for, uh, for the, uh, the, the day on purpose is for people to really get what their bigger picture is mm-hmm. and not because, uh, we're just sharing our bigger picture and now, oh, okay, I, I get, so that must be my bigger picture. I, I, I have to now be Evan's bigger picture. Mm. That's kind of how we, we collapse it, right? We'll, uh, 
will now think, oh, okay, so because they're speaking to it or about it, that must be what I, I should venture forward to, uh, to uncover in my own world. But that's mm-hmm. not it because it won't be yours. It's got to be yours. Yeah. It's got to be yours. I think there are some themes that occur. I mean, sure. Contribution is a theme and connection is a theme and we are social beings. Um, and, and I think that there are things that distract us. It's a big part of what I end up, what I end up working on with, with clients, be they one-on-one or, or groups is this idea of guilt or this idea of you accomplish it. And then can you sustain that, um, distractions in the real world, distractions inside your own self that pull you away, literally pull you away from purpose. I don't want you to give away too many of your, your gems, mm, but, you can give one. but yeah, what, what would be the one that you would share with people um, that would help them in that? What's one thing a person could take on, could start doing mm-hmm. that would help them with that idea of distraction from purpose yeah that's the question yeah okay one thing they know the purpose right not necessarily but from the distractions i mean so so there is there's one thing first of all you don't need to know your purpose to be able to feel what isn't your purpose Mm. definition by negativity is real and it works i walk through the grocery store and i look at things and say i don't want that (laughs) And it gets me closer to what I do want. And carving out the things you don't want does make it easier to find the thing you do. I would say it's the most important thing to keep front and center for us. Because how could we possibly know what we want if we're not clear what we don't want? Right. And I'll add, it's to not feel guilty. You have complete permission to not like and not want what other people like and want. There are people who love the opera. I don't. I tried. I like literally. I was like this. (laughs) But did you bring like some little like binoculars? No, man. I even tried. Did you? I was just trying to be intellectual, and I fucking hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Anniversary with my wife. (laughs) She's like, let's not ever do that again. I got four kids. I got four kids and there are things that they like. There are things that they love. There are things that they're so into. And I know 15, 20 years from now, they might not be totally into them anymore, but they're not my thing. I'll participate for the sake of loving my son, loving my daughter, but those aren't, I'm not called to play Minecraft. Play Fortnite. Play Minecraft. I'm not. I, Fortnite I gives me anxiety. I have no interest. Minecraft. Really? I, I, and I came from it. a period of life where I was like heavily invested in games and I look at games and I'm like, I don't remember why I enjoyed all this so much. And we don't have to feel guilty about, I, I'm going to drop a little bomb here. You're my, totally allowed. Uh, we don't have to feel guilty about not liking hockey. What? <laughs> oh my God, you got to get out. I don't like hockey, so... You know what's funny, though, is that you said that, and, like, there was actually a reaction in the room. Oh, we were all... We're going to react to whatever like, what? you said. Hockey? I've never even played... Yeah. A, I immediately uh, resonated with that because I've never been a sports guy. Me either. I've never really been a sports guy, although I did play ball when I was a kid, but it never it was never a thing, and then everybody's celebrating this hockey thing, and I'm like, I just... I'm not on board with this. And the guilt about the feeling bad about not liking what your buddy likes right that's going to get in the way of finding your purpose well some people around here would say like oh you're not even a canadian (laughs) which is nonsense so here's the kicker that's the polarizing experience part of it could be 
part of my purpose is time with my kids and supporting them and their learning and their growth. And I will buy hockey tickets and I will go to games yeah, and so. I will make all kinds of commentary on great plays and I will get dirty looks for making great comments about great plays about the wrong jersey color. Hmm. And, and, and for me, supporting my kid and helping them learn is part of my purpose. And recognizing the distinction between I'm loyal to this team versus I'm learning from that play is part of my purpose. Mm. I still don't like hockey, but I love my kid and I love learning. You could might I love sports. And and yeah, the experience right. there too, right, with your, your child. And maybe that's how I reconcile the guilt of not liking hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this, but I'll at least understand it. But I'll get into it this yeah. other way. There's yeah. one question that that's right there for me, and it kind of builds off your question, is that you know, start to start to you know move toward the things you're pulled to, and move away from the things that you're like, hey, I, I, I don't want that. I want to move towards something else, or you know, figuring it out. What's something you'd say to people that are dealing with the pressure from the friends or the pressure from the family? Hey, when are you guys going to have kids? When are you guys going to settle down? When are you going to get married? When are you going to find a real career? When are you going to? And that's not what they're up to right now. Maybe they don't want to have kids or whatever the thing is that society is putting that pressure on them about. What do you say to people who are facing that? How do they deal with that? When their purpose doesn't look like what everybody else wants it to look like. You need the space to be okay with you. And having been through a few identity crises of my own, waking up at 5.30, reading the Tao Te Ching and walking the dog made it a lot easier for me to be cool with who I am and what I want. But um, you got to find that space where you're, where you <clears throat> simmer through what's going on in you and be uh, okay with my version and okay with, I don't want what you want. And isn't that the punchline? Be brave enough to follow your journey, your path, whatever your thing is, and be able to say, I love you, but no thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. And take the space to figure that out, mm -hmm. wherever that space is. Yeah. Because the, the shit I was going through would wake me up at 5.30, and, oh, okay. and I stopped fighting that. I was 18. And, uh, and so I'd wander down to the living room and sit on the floor, leaning up against the couch and read that it's, it's a series of a, a hundred and something, uh, uh, poems. Right. Um, and, uh, and after I'd read one or two and drank some tea and ate some crackers, I'd take the dog for a walk. And it was amazingly clarifying for me to be alone in the dark after reading, uh, something spiritual. It, it just compelled me to think in a different way. So it connected you to yourself in a way that maybe wasn't going to happen from just like more sleep. From lying in bed, <laughs> tossing and turning. Uh, yeah, yeah. you could take a, a lesson out of that book, eh? Oh yeah, well sleep is my bane, but also my most favorite activity. So yeah. it's like, it's <laughs> your most favorite activity? It is, yeah. Well, I mean, some of the most profound insights I've had was from dreams. Oh, sure. Hey, uh, hot tip. The two times in your day when your mind is the most open, our first thing in the morning and last thing before bed. Oh. And if you're not using those times proactively, productively in a way that helps you figure yourself out or, or, or frankly, those suggestions of the new person you want to become. Yeah. Or, or get in touch with yourself or, or frankly, even program yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're watching TV last thing before bed, TV's programming you. Oh 
Damn it. <laughs> and if it's yeah, and if it's CNN and Donald Trump, two hours before that's your whole life is going to be framed like that. Yeah, first if thirty minutes in the morning is yeah. bad news. Bad news is programming you. So you're yeah. saying I should stop watching Fox News in the morning? Yeah, okay. for a way you, you should just stop, stop watching, watching Fox News, news altogether, <laughs> especially Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Devin, take us home, man. Uh, all right, so all of this was uh, in conjunction with the event that's happening January 25th, a day on purpose. Um, and A Day on Purpose is bringing together a fantastic community of speakers and presenters, people that are just like you and me at various stages of uncovering their own purpose. It will be a day of stories and discovery that will work to make very high level and at times hard to understand topics relatable and uncomplicated. So keep listening. We're going to bring you some more.